What's going on, family, and welcome, as always, to Case Catholic Radio. This is Steve Perry coming at you from the Holy Rosary Parish Hall, multitasking like a champ as I prepare for Newman Night and record this podcast at the same time. And as always, I'm excited to be with y'all. Now, for those of you who tuned in yesterday, you'll know that what we were talking about for these two days is the question of salvation. Yesterday, we talked about the how of salvation, how faith, a total self-offering A total offering of self to God, I should say, which is shown and strengthened by good works, is how we cooperate in our salvation. And today, we're going to be talking about what we believe about who can be saved, whether we believe those outside of the Catholic Church can be saved as well as those inside. Today's topic is a huge one, and it's much too big to be covered well within a 10-minute podcast. With that said, you may be feeling it by the end of this, like, you just got more questions than answers. And that's great. Keep asking those questions. And if you want, and I would really love it if any of you would ask them to me, you can find me at the Interface Center at the Church of the Covenant or set up a time to meet with me over coffee or a meal. Or other options you might have is you can, if you have the Anchor app, you can call into my channel or no matter what, you can send me an email at steve.perry at case.edu. Now, Before we get into our topic, I want to quickly clarify something that I said a couple of times yesterday. You might have noticed me talking about how we cooperate in our salvation, and I use that word a lot. So I want to clarify what I meant by that. Beyond all the talk about our part in in salvation, our part in our own salvation, which is kind of the subject of these last two podcasts, we always need to remember one thing. Christ is our Savior. We are. Do not save ourselves. The reason I made it a point to use the word cooperate in our salvation versus talking about how we're saved was to emphasize that point, that we're not saved by our own work, by our own faith. We're saved by Christ. We just cooperate in that work. We need to work with him because Christ won't force salvation onto us, but he has already accomplished the work. The best way I've ever heard it phrased is as follows. Salvation requires two unequal, but equally necessary forces. The work of Christ is the vastly greater work, but our self-offering through faith is just as necessary. So, with all that said, let's jump into the question for today. Do we believe that people outside of the Catholic Church can be saved? As we get into this, I want to emphasize something. A lot of what I say today are direct quotes from the Catechism, and all of what I'm saying can be found in there. So I'm not reinventing the faith to fit what we want to believe. This is genuinely what the Holy Spirit has revealed to us through the Church. As in all things, our beliefs about this begin in Scripture, in which Christ is very clear about what is required on our end for salvation, living faith and baptism. We quoted some of the passage in which he expresses this to us yesterday. Passages such as these led the church to articulate the truth that's contained in the gospel. In Latin, it's extra ecclesia nulla salus. Outside the church, there is no salvation. Sounds pretty exclusive, right? Well, the church recognized this 
And so in the catechism, she clarifies what is meant by it. What this phrase means, if you reformulate it positively, is that all salvation comes from Christ the head through the church, which is his body. This can be further clarified to say that no one is saved without Christ. Christ reaches to the world through the church. But where does that leave those who never hear the gospel or never encounter the visible church, or those that do, but were brought up to be strong in another faith? The Catechism tells us that in ways known only to himself, God can lead those who through no fault of their own are ignorant of the gospel to that faith without which it is impossible to please him. How does that make sense? How can someone who literally doesn't know who God is have faith? Friends, this only makes sense if we understand faith in the way we talked about it yesterday, as something deeper than intellectual belief. This only makes sense if we remember that faith is the act of making a gift of yourself to God. We believe that all people are capable of doing this, even those without explicit knowledge of God and the church. When people without this knowledge seek God with a sincere heart and, moved by grace, try in their actions to do his will as they know it through the dictates of their conscience, they, too, can make an act of faith. They are making an act of faith. They're making an offering of themselves to God insofar as they know him through their conscience. And like Christ was at the centurion in the gospel that we heard on Monday, God might be amazed at their faith as well. One way of summarizing, summarizing what we've said so far is that on the one hand, the visible church which subsists fully in the Catholic Church, but is also present in degrees in other Christian communities, is necessary for salvation. On the other hand, God's power, God's mercy, God's reach can transcend what is necessary. Or to once more use the words of the Catechism, God has bound up his power in the sacraments, but God himself is not bound by the sacraments. Now, this leads us to an important question. If Christ can save people outside of the visible church, does it really matter in the end what religion a person is? Absolutely. It's easy to use the wideness of God's reach as an excuse to abandon the whole enterprise of evangelization. But truth be told, what we've talked about so far doesn't make evangelization any less important. This is true for a number of reasons. First, those of you who are at our first Newman night will remember me saying, heaven is eternity in the presence of God, of the satisfaction of all of our desires. One of the great gifts of being a Christian of knowing God here on this earth is that by beginning our relationship with him here and now, heaven begins for us here and now. A second reason is that the sacraments also have a transformative power that make a huge difference in our lives as Christians. As we said earlier, God's grace is bound up in them. Going deeply into this point would take us really far off track, so we're going to tackle this again probably in a future podcast. But then third, and I think most concrete, is this. As awesome as it would be if 
no matter what their situation, every single person would follow God as far as they knew him and be a person of, you might say, shrouded faith. Even if you're an optimist like me, you have to recognize that that's just not true. Among those who do not know Christ, who do not know God the Father, and who do not know the Holy Spirit, only the heroes will become these people of shrouded faith, these people who are in a veiled way being led by God to making the gift of themselves, to making an act of faith, even though they don't have belief in him. Now, as an individual, I believe that God's mercy will provide for many of the rest, many of those who, do not, who are not able to make this act of faith. But I also believe that some, because they do not know who God truly is, will throughout their lives be led so far from him in the world that in the end, they won't let his mercy touch them. Despite the fact that God can stretch beyond the visible boundaries of the church to transform the hearts of people, the fact, that re the fact remains that coming to know God as a being, coming to know Christ as a person, and coming to know the Holy Spirit within us has a, def a definite transformative power. And every person who we introduce to him will have a great deal more opportunity to make an act of faith to the God they know than to a God that they don't. For these reasons, the church, we, remain necessary for the salvation of the world. All right, so even though there's like 10 more things I want to say about this and that I wanted to say about 10 more things about everything I already did say about this, unfortunately, we need to cut it off now. Not least because uh, it's like three minutes before the first person for Newman's going to show up and I need to be ready to greet them. Anyway, I meant what I said at the beginning of the podcast. For many of you, this podcast might have brought up more questions than answers. So if you want to engage with those questions, please get in touch with me. I'd love to walk through them with you. Just a heads up, we may not have another episode coming out tomorrow, but we'll be bringing you some fresh content no later than Monday. Till then, you can catch us on Facebook at CWRU Newman and at Instagram at CWRU.Newman. Until then, y'all, remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Peace!